Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be about the menagerie after the nerf. I kind of want to talk about how we're feeling about it, how I feel, and how I think the community is kind of responding to what happened. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live, twitch.tv slash say no to rage. I'm probably live right now. Come on in and join the conversation. We are doing a lot of these now, and I have a new segment called Stream Stop that also happens in the afternoon. It's a conversation about streaming. So, what happened with the Menagerie? You know, they, they, they made this change. Everybody said, oh, I'm not going to play it. I said people were being a little melodramatic, and then I kind of felt the pain of it closing. So, I've kind of changed my tune a little bit. I even changed my tune before they slammed the door shut and said I was hoping for a middle ground. But in this video, I'm not necessarily going to put forth a bunch of solutions. I'm kind of going to talk about how we're responding, how we feel, and why I think they need to make a change before Shadowkeep gets here. Because ultimately, ultimately if you look at Shadowkeep as the turning point and Bungie beginning their journey on their own, and then the subsequent annual pass pieces beyond it, I think it is time to really think differently about loot generosity. We've talked about this a lot. We talked about it on the Rageous Roundtable last night. Being scared of generosity. I you know, I want to really lean into pushing against that. There are plenty of games that have turned generosity way up and they've seen really good results. And I think Bungie could do similar things with Destiny, not just in Menagerie, but in the game across the board. So first we're going to talk about how the door was slammed shut. They just, boom, they brought down the garage door. No more fun. No real drive to do Menagerie. Second, I want to talk about how generosity isn't bad. And lastly, I want to really, really argue that there should be an update before Shadowkeep. There should be an update before Shadowkeep. That may be wishful thinking, given how hard they're probably working on Shadowkeep and the things and the content beyond. But I really, really think they need to do something before that gets here. So, slam shut. It really, really felt like the door on all the fun just came crashing down. Uh, I I don't even want to run it. The day before it happened, I had my sights set on a shotgun. Never got the roll I wanted for it. There were a couple of fusion rifles. There were non-menagerie guns that I was going to grind for. So I was like, oh my gosh, this is so great. I really want to go for these. But man, oh man, I couldn't get the gauntlets I wanted. I couldn't get the guns that I wanted. And my motivation to run it really died the minute that it came, it came slamming shut. And that's unfortunate because... I was really enjoying the content, and I know I told people, like, oh, we shouldn't be dramatic, we should be like, oh, I'm never gonna play it again once they slam it shut, but as soon as it happened, I could not, I couldn't change the way that I felt about it. My my motivation, my sort of emotional response to it is like, well, I don't wanna do it anymore. Like, I just kinda shrugged at the content. Now, I know Tribute Hall and some other things are contributing to that, but that might even make the problem worse, because... Not only are we distracted with new content, we're also going to go back to it and be like, well, this isn't as good as it was when we left it, you know, with, with Tribute Hall starting up. To me, I think they should have kept it open. I think they should have kept it open while they worked on a solution. I think it's okay to talk to the community and say, this isn't how we envision the content to go, you running back and forth in a hallway. This isn't how we envision loot grind being, where you're getting six to eight drops per run if you go really, really fast. PC, I think, could get upwards to 10 if they went really fast because the load screens are a little quicker when you're opening the chalice. But, you know, they could have had that conversation with us and said, listen, this is not how we envision this going. You know, and they, you know, they gave us like a week or two before they slammed it shut. But they could have said, you know what, we're going to work on a solution because we don't want this to become suddenly not as good as it felt. It is called Season of Opulence, after all. We're going to try and find a middle ground. 
I don't think there was any harm leaving the door wide open, letting us have our fun, letting us get our stores, with the understanding that they're going to try and tone this down. I think people would have responded much better that. Been like, well, we appreciate that, Bungie. We understand this isn't intended. We get it. We're running back and forth in a hallway. But at the very least, we'd have been able to say, ah, you know what? They're at least trying to work on a solution instead of just closing this off for us. Because ultimately, that's where I land on this. There was a needed solution, but they didn't need to shut it. You needed to solve the problem of, like, we want that level of loot generosity. Figure out how to deliver that to us. Because the loot pool is so large, if you consider all the menagerie guns and the armor, and then all the non-menagerie guns you can can grind for, that loot pool is massive. There was no real reason to slam the door shut. There just was not an impetus. And my desire and drive just died the minute that it came slamming shut. So, let's talk about how generosity isn't bad. I do think a lot of the times when this subject comes up, and I said this in my initial video about the glitch. I said, players need to be protected from themselves. I didn't say that generosity was bad. I said players need to be protected from themselves. There's a difference there. And this was talked about, if you read the big long Reddit post by the guy from Diablo who talked about Anthem needing generosity, he said, you do have to be careful. If a player can run in a two-foot circle and get every gun in the game and get all the best stuff, a player's going to do that. They're literally not even engaging... Uh, with the content. They're not even engaging with the you know, the, the structure of the game. They're taking some weird exploit path. And he said you have to protect players from themselves. That's not the same as saying generosity is dangerous. Generosity will kill grind. I think the exact opposite is actually true. The generous loot drops fed my engagement. It didn't actually work against it. There were literally weapons and gear pieces that I set my sights on that I hadn't, I, I, I wouldn't have set my sights on if it weren't for the generosity. Does that make sense? Like, once I got my God Roll Ostringer, I was like, this is a great grind. I'm going to go for these two fusion rifles. I'm going to go for this roll on the shotgun. There were, I probably would have gone for a, a really good roll on the Waking Vigil. I've always liked the way that gun looks and feels. It would have been cool to grind for a roll that I wanted. And. So the generosity was actually going to drive my engagement, not minimize it. It was going to promote more. In fact, I think that's how it landed on most of the community. Generosity also hits all players in a good way. All players can enjoy generosity. All players. If you're a two hour a night player or a 10 hour a night player, generosity lands on you in a perfect sort of scalable way. So if you're going to run Menagerie and you have limited time, the intentionality is great because it lets you set your sights on something beyond that not only beyond the intentionality letting you set your sights on something the generosity makes you feel like I want to be in there every single day because man oh man the loot's just dropping like crazy so casuals can get what they're looking for and the hardcores can chase what they're looking for. There's a distinct difference between those two things. A casual player can get the thing they're looking for. They're looking for a certain weapon, they really want a certain shotgun, and they can get it. The generosity really helps them. The hardcore player can really chase the perfect role, they can really chase after the thing that they want. They're not just getting the weapon, they're chasing a good version of it. Generosity scales down so well across the spectrum of player, it would be really, really good to make a change, and that's the last part of the talk today. Update before Shadowkeep. I think they need to go back into this specific environment and say, 
we're going to be testing something out. We're going to be making some changes to generosity drops, whether multiple guns pop out per chest or multiple chests or something of that nature. Because as we said last night on the podcast, Mike's like, well, they'd have to go through and make everything more generous. And I said, that is exactly the point. Nightfalls, strikes, public events, raids, everything needs a generosity knob turn up because I do think this content specifically, as I've said many, many times before, it kind of indicted the rest of Destiny. So I would love to see at least some sort of an update do something before, because that would be a really smart move. You don't want people feeling kind of sour about the grind leading into Shadowkeep. Opulence just changed everybody's attitude, everyone's demeanor, everyone's response to the content was so positive, and man, you really want to take that and push that momentum to Shadowkeep. Even if they say, listen, we're going to be experimenting with drop rates, we're not guaranteeing you it's going to stay this way we're going to experiment with drop rates in the menagerie and then if we feel like we get a really good grapple on where you know how often loot should drop we're going to make other changes to other pieces of content like raids nightfalls strikes etc because at a ground level if you're going more mmorpg and you have more hardcore players in there you're going to have to enable them to really have those loot drops be generous so they can chase those god rolls and build those build those loadouts that they really want to put together because it's really difficult to do that without generosity you don't have any intentionality towards the armor webski touched on that last night on the podcast we need to recapture the feeling that we, we got when Opulence came out. Opulence set this great tone, this great vibe. Everybody was in a good mood. We're like, oh my gosh, we've got loot coming out of our ears. We want to recapture that on the way to Shadowkeep. You want people feeling like, oh my gosh, so good to be in Destiny right now. So many things to get, so many things to chase. Not only that, they've got to think through the reward structure of the entire game. What are you going to do with brand new players with new light, with exotics? How many exotics are there in the game from year one, year two, that you're going to want to make maybe a little bit easier for them to get so when there's new exotics like you don't want that exotic you know loot pool being massive full and broad for brand new players so exotics for new players loot pursuits for old and returning players the reward structure of this game needs to be completely retooled and i think you could start with the menagerie because it was so good before the patch if you're listening to this on itunes google play spotify or watching on youtube you can always catch me live twitch.tv slash say no to rage as with all my content appreciate you listening and watching please like share and subscribe Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a Q&A session that followed my talk about the Menagerie after the nerf. Basically, how are we feeling about it? I argue that they should probably try and do an update before Shadowkeep because I think it's really hurt the vibe and the, the overall feel about it. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can probably catch me live right now. Twitch.tv slash say no to rage. I'm usually live when these hit the feeds. If I'm not live, you can throw a follow to the Twitch channel. If you're watching on YouTube, hit and subscribe and like helps me out. Let's jump right into the questions so we have time to get through this and then jump over to the other segment that we're doing now called Stream Stop. I thought it was free, says... Do you think if they change the loot pool every three weeks or so, it would make Menagerie viable, intentional grind for a service revolver? I don't dislike this idea, but I'm curious why they would do this. Why not give us an intentional grind for the service revolver from, like, Zavala? Why not have him, you know, weekly? I think he should have a weekly gun bounty that you complete in the strike playlist. So that whole week, you could be like, I'm going to be in the strike playlist all day, every day, until I get a service revolver that I want. I mean... I made people a little jealous today because I got a service revolver from the from a strike playlist that had you know range masterwork ricochet rounds uh, opening shot and range finder like 
almost a perfect build. I, I wonder if you want ricochet rounds over accurized rounds on a 180 because the stability. So, I mean, but again, that, that was just random, you know? Being able to pursue that and being able to chase that, I think, would be ideal. And I think Zavala would be better suited. Here's the thing. If there are guns... If there are guns and pieces of armor that you want to grind for that aren't in the menagerie, I don't think it's a solution to start shoving them in the menagerie. I would say give intentional grind to the other NPCs. Drifter, Zavala, and Shax, starting in Shadowkeep, I think they should all have bounty systems like Ada that rotate each week. Drifter, Shax, and Zavala, all of them should have rotating bounties weekly like Ada, so you can grab the bounty and do it as much as you want. I also think bounties like that for gear should all function. Ada's bounties too. They should all start functioning the way the chalice does. Once you have it in your inventory and you get the weapon, it refreshes the bounty and starts it over. So you can just stay in the playlist. You can just stay in Gambit. You can just stay in Crucible. You can just stay at the Forge. I think think that everything should do that. Because if you pay close attention, when you do the chalice and then you open the chest, boom, you get the chalice back. It's literally like resetting it in your inventory. It's like giving it back to you. You cashed in the chalice like a bounty, and it gives the chalice back to you. So they've already created the mechanic. They can do the exact same thing with Ada's bounties and any bounties that come out for Drifter, Shax, and Zavala. That needs to happen. I think, again, I said it when... When Black Army came out, I was like, Ada's bounties are the future of loot pursuit for Destiny, and I really hope they keep leaning into that style, because I thought Menagerie was great. I just think they need to bring back some of the generosity. Vision Empire. Lono, I'm a truck driver on the road 70 hours a week, and I just got back in D2. I was looking forward to doing a little grinding in the Menagerie to get some cool weapons, and now it's not even worth running. What can Bungie do to make it more interesting and worth doing it? Well, if you never played it when it was super generous, I actually don't necessarily... I don't 100% agree with what you're claiming. I still think it's worth running, because if you really want to try out the Awestringer, the shotgun, or you really want to get some of the armor because you think it looks dope, it's still a really intentional grind. When you want a god roll, it's not what it once was. It's still more effective than an eyefall grind. It's still more effective than a raid grind. There is not a grind in Destiny that's as effective as the the Menagerie, even after the nerf. We have to be honest about that. That's not me saying it's okay that they nerfed it. That's just me saying, where else are you going to go in Destiny and get that level of intentionality? Because it doesn't exist anywhere else. So, I think that's something that needs to be considered and needs to be said. Although, I understand somebody saying, dude, I'm just not interested anymore. My motivation to run Menagerie died, me personally, right? So I understand other people feeling the same way. I really and truly do. It's like, I get it, man. It is a freaking bummer. But again, the weapons are cool, and you could spend a week going for the Awestringer. Run it three or four times a day. You know, you don't get it. Bummer. I mean, you don't get the one that you want, but you can still have it spit out the exact weapon that you're looking for with the right recipes. Mac 2099. Do you think they increased the chance... Oh, do you think they increased the chance we had to get an extra drop? I had, I have made five runs this week, and every uh, one of the five, I got double drops. Maybe? Maybe they decided that if you're only getting one drop, it should always be a double. Maybe there was a debuff on it, so when you were popping the chest you know, four to six times a run, it, was, it wasn't happening as often. But when there's 10 minutes between chest openings, maybe, I don't know. That This could be completely anecdotal luck, though. Because there could be people in the chat that are like, not, I mean, somebody just said, not me in the chat. So, I mean, you could have gotten really, really lucky. <laughs> Melodic Gamer. 
Could completing an encounter give a chance for the menagerie weapons to drop curated? Here's the dilemma with the this suggestion, okay? Because a lot of people said, well, what if you get a chest after every encounter? I think what people would end up doing is, is they would kill the boss and then let time run out. So you could get six potential chances before you get to the final chest. Everyone would want to slow walk the menagerie, which completely grates against the design philosophy of the menagerie. The more organized you are, the more strong and more powerful your builds are, and the, and the, and the better you play, the quicker you complete it. So, maybe, again, a perfect run should give you a buff of some sort. If normal guaranteed three chests, nobody would back out on non-perfect runs. They'd be like, no, it's good, we're going to get three chests no matter what. You organize and you do heroic with your buddies, and you get those perfect runs. Maybe you get extra drops, maybe you get extra chests at the end, something like that. How high is low? Can you see Bungie unlocking cross save ahead of Shadow Keep? I just bought a PC and I'm coming a bit. Uh, I'm comp. I'm comping at the bit. Oh, chomping at the bit to play some D260 FPS. I actually have theorized that they're going to launch cross save a week before because they're not going to want to have to troubleshoot it. Maybe two weeks before. I don't think they're going to want to try to troubleshoot and do tickets and support for cross save in the week of shadow keeps launch so i would think that that would be happening a week or two weeks before shadow keep lands because i think there'll be problems there'll be glitches there'll be there'll be challenges and you don't want that happening the day everybody's trying to log in and play shadow keep tony darko what kind of economy changes do you think we could see with Shadow Keep's release? With Bungie saying materials will become more important, do you think an increase in the amount of materials that drop would be fair and healthy for the player spectrum? If the, if they have indeed said this, they've been quoted at saying this a lot. I don't know where and when they said it. Maybe in the vid doc. If materials do become more important, then yes. The turnover rate of materials right now is pretty bad. Uh, so I, I think I, I definitely think that there's going to be some change within the the nature of rhythm of how you get them or ways to get more or something like that uh, because if it if it becomes a need now you'd want to make because you know rusty and chat saying well just farm the forges you know just afk farm the forges like people are doing being tongue-in-cheek but it's a good point to make i would think they would want to make intentional grind in the game way more rewarding than that that being like a passive grind so it's like if you go onto the planets and you do heroic public events public events patrols lost sectors you know you could get a bunch of planetary materials i think it would be cool to do a planetary activity buff so if you do a strike a patrol and then a lost sector as long as you're chaining them and you're not just and you're not just grinding it out you would get some type of a buff because if you made like let's say they made lost sectors reward more materials you know what people would do they would just circle in a lost sector when they needed mats but if it was like no when you do a lost sector you're going to get an increase on the next heroic patro- uh, public event and then you're going to get an increase on the next patrol and then you're going to get an increase on the next lost sector like as long as you're separating each activity by one or two other things you would get a buff in the drop rate of those activities so then you're promoting diverse action on the planets instead of just running in a small circle you'd be moving for public events you'd be moving for the patrols and then you would do the lost sector kind of in that order and if that really rewarded really nuts really healthy material 
you know, turnover rate of currency that people are like, dude, I'm not going to freaking farm a lost sector AFK. I can run a couple of activities for 20, 30 minutes on a planet. I get a pretty good chunk of mats that I need for XYZ. Gaz TTV. Do you think we will ever get ship versus ship combat or is going to always be ground combat in Destiny? I cannot see them ever spending an ounce of bandwidth or development time on this because engagement would be bad. It would be super, super low engagement, okay? Gambit's like on the low end of engagement in the community. It's like the third or fourth most engaged with activity, which means it's basically at the bottom of the list. That sounds really good. We're like, oh, it's the third or fourth most engaged with activity. Well, it's basically near the bottom of what people do every day. You know, it's it's not a leader in engagement. Ship combat would be even lower. So they would spend the time, get a team, build the models, build the mechanics, build the loot structure, build the reward structure. And I feel like it'd be like SRL, as someone in chat saying. I just... It wouldn't get good engagement. And if it got good engagement, it would die down immediately. Within a week or two, I don't think it would be doing very well. This is a five-year-old franchise looter shooter. Stay in that lane, stay in that identity, and make all the aspects of it better. Don't start adding branches that are just going to wither and die. You're just adding branches to the tree that would not be within the main sort of trunk of what the game should be. And I know people won ship battles. I'm not trying to shoot down your dreams here, but it just doesn't seem like it belongs in the game. Seven Electron. If Bungie comes to a compromise about the Menagerie chest, would it be too late to implement because of the new armor system in September? I don't know why the armor system in September would have anything to do with this. This is a loop and a grind that we're doing before Shadowkeep. Shadowkeep lands, changes the nature of the game, and then starts to change armor, starts to change loot. We don't know how that's going to play out yet. So Menagerie, in my mind, has no bearing on that at all. Mr. Cuddles, what is the best way for Bungie to balance rewards and difficult activities? Well, this is a mistake they've made, I think, since the the introduction of Last Wish. They've made the mistake of saying really hard content shouldn't have the best gear. Because Last Wish, Scourge, and Crown of Sorrow do not have gear that is stand apart. You can get better gear in Menagerie. You can get better gear from, you know, just playing the game and getting drops in general. You get a god roll, you know. There's strike-specific weapons you can get god rolls on that are better than any any of the guns in the raid. And so, balancing, you know, the rewards and the difficult activities... I think there's kind of two lanes here that I've talked about. Number one, end game aspirational content, the loot in that content, the loot's not good enough, and that needs to change. There needs to be unique perks, curated roles with unique perks, so the only way to get that awesome new perk that they put on XYZ gun is to get the curated role to drop from the raid. Attached to this is the fact that you should probably be able to run the raid more than three times a week for non-powerful drops to try to get the role that you want. Again, Menagerie indicted the rest of Destiny. Destiny's not rewarding enough. Make the rest of Destiny more rewarding. That's an that's a an expression of that sentimentality that I have about the game, right? Make the raids more generous. Now, that's just with respect to loot, rhythm, and loot pursuit. In the vein of like making difficult activities, I don't think I'm not pleased with their design philosophy for difficulty right now. Delta Delta punishing modifiers and extinguish that that's that's not you're not blowing my hair back 
I've continued to say they need to go back to the philosophy of King's Fall, where you design hard first, there's extra mechanical pain, you remove some of that mechanical pain for normal, and then there's a definitive difference between normal and hard. That dif- that difference is more measurably seen with respect to mechanical pain and splitting the team up and requiring the team to like spin plates instead of face tanking a bunch of damage. This is why the Ursa Titan actually does have some legs in Heroic Menagerie Flawless, because he can just tank a bunch of damage, but it's not an expression of strength. I mean, he's just a big giant meat shield, and there's not a lot of content where even that build is needed, and I just don't think that's good content in general. I think face tanking, standing in wells, using Ursa, the Ursa shield, I just don't think that that's fun, because you're not coming up with creative solutions you're not moving around you're not clutching you're not strategizing you're not picking up somebody else's responsibility you're literally all standing in one spot face tanking and cowering and hiding i don't feel like a god i feel like a god in wrath of machine and king's fall i don't feel like a god when i go into challenging content right now i feel like a cowering ninny who has to hide in a corner in a well behind an ursa shield behind a barricade behind something because the damage output's too high and i die too fast that just doesn't that just that level of intensity i don't think is an expression of how endgame should feel the banner shield was used a lot in d1 was it not i mean it was used for damage cycles but it wasn't used for surviving and beating the encounter no we beat plenty of boss fights and things without a titan bubble right you didn't need the titan bubble to beat anything we just thought it was good to use for damage because of the buff but a lot of the times you know in wrath of the machine for example you didn't necessarily have to use a bubble titan and if you use the bubble titan you use it to like complement your damage it wasn't like you need a bubble titan you need a well of radiance you need an ursa shield it wasn't the same Does that make sense? Like, so the bubble was helpful. It wasn't necessary. Now, when I go into hard end game content, I feel like you have to go in with supers and and things and builds where you're face tanking. It's just a very different expression of challenge. Slim Sinatra. Do you think the menagerie will turn into a raid or something bigger? Or was it filler like the tribute hall? Maybe the tribute hall will be taken. I see bigger things for them besides the room to fill with a big, uh, be one big chest grinder. Well, first and foremost, I don't think the menagerie is going to turn into a raid. They've never taken existing PvE content and been like, well, it's a raid now. Uh, and calling it filler content like the tribute hall, I, I, I don't understand why you're calling it filler content. It's a loopable content. Forges weren't filler. Blindwell wasn't filler. Even Reckoning and Gambit Prime weren't filler. They were tentpole activities that were sort of the centerpiece of the DLC. So I don't know what you mean by filler content. If you're going to call Menagerie filler content, then literally everything in Destiny is filler content. So. Outlandry. Uh, apologies if this has been suggested already. What if each encounter could spawn a chest if completed 100%? Brings a slight raid feel to the encounters. Yeah, well, you're not getting us anywhere with this suggestion, and I'm going to tell you why. It's been made many, many times, so the only reason I can shoot this down so fast is because this suggestion's been made a lot. Number one, if you require a perfect encounter to get the extra chest, people are going to leave as soon as you fail the first encounter to be perfect. They're going to get mad, it's going to create toxicity, it's going to create quitting. So, if you're going to increase chest count in normal, it needs to be guaranteed to prevent people backing out and to prevent people from getting toxic and being, you know, 
like sending hate mail and stuff. You just don't want somebody being like, dude, we would have had that. This is lame. I'm backing out. You, that, that'll hurt matchmaking. Number two, if you decide to do a chest after every encounter, then as I said a little bit earlier, everyone's just going to slow walk every encounter. They're going to beat the boss and they're going to let the timer run out and then there's a chest. So that way they get six total chests plus the chest at the end. Right? Now, I did say for heroic two perfect encounters would be two extra chests at the end but if you require a perfect run in normal to get those extra chests at the end that's just going to create a lot of quitting and toxicity because there's going to be a ton of match made teams that don't get perfect runs on those early bosses so normal everything basically has to be sort of guaranteed if you're going to change the the, the chest count in normal it needs to be guaranteed if you're going to create the opportunity for somebody to get extra chests that should be in heroic in general it's match made won't someone else just spawn in right is that the experience you want to have you want to get thrown into a match made uh you want to get thrown into a match made menagerie where they've already failed to go perfect wouldn't you want the opportunity to start fresh from the beginning i'm telling you right now you cannot require perfect runs in normal for extra chest it would not i'm telling you it would not be received well it would be a mistake there's a thousand reasons that would go sour and go south it would very very rarely go right <laughs> but if you do that in heroic it's different it's a it's a not match made you're going in with a team it's different you already get the guaranteed three in heroic so if you fail you're like no big deal we'll get the three you know we only got one perfect run so we'll get four chests instead of three you know that kind of a thing x-ray freak do you think that the regular menagerie has gotten a lot harder since the nerf I don't, I don't know why it would have gotten harder I had some people in chat just say I, you know as the people in chat this morning say, dude, I, I can't get in. The matchmaking is taking too long. I think a lot of people have stopped playing. So I don't think it's harder. They've not changed any of the mechanics. Ban people for 30 minutes if they leave a menagerie in the middle. But don't you see what you're doing? You're creating a terrible mechanic for a matchmade environment. The spirit of the menagerie was matchmade, not failable, generous with loot. That was the spirit of it. You've taken that spirit away. And then you're going to come back and say, well, you got to do it perfect. What? It's match made. What if I have a bunch of blueberry dum-dums on my team? Too bad. If you quit, you're banned for 30 minutes. What the frick are we doing right now? Like, are, are we, are, am I my knuckles going to get wrapped with the ruler too? Like, that's not a good vibe. That's not a good tone. Who wants to play a game that feels like boarding school or something? Like, make it rewarding. Make it accessible. And then, if you want to require extra, put that in heroic. I just... The, the way the community would respond to that, you're talking about being, in some respects, you're talking about being almost oppressive to players. Oh, I quit because the team was bad and kept failing and I was annoyed. You should be allowed to quit. You should be allowed to back out without a puni- a 30-minute punishment. You know? What if, what if somebody has something they need to do? Somebody comes to the door. And then they go to get their door and they come back and they got a 30-minute ban? Like... I'm telling you, that that would not be... None of these suggestions would recapture the spirit of what made Menagerie good. I just feel like there are people sucking on lemons. They're like, yeah, it should be hard. Yeah, it should not drop a lot of stuff. Yeah, you should get banned if you back out. Dude, what are you talking about? The game is supposed to be fun. People play for a couple hours a night. It needs to be accessible, generous, and rewarding. It, that, that's the whole point of playing a video game. I don't want to play a video game and feel like I'm locked with this team because if not, I get banned. 
I don't want to play a video game and feel like, well, it's not as generous as it once was before. Like, you want video games to be fun. That's the whole point. Rones. As a returning player, I love the fact that the Menagerie actually felt rewarding with the multiple drops. Why do you think they went in this direction after the nerf? I mean, we don't have to guess what the direction was. They said this wasn't the intended design. You're not even really looting properly. You're leaving and running back and forth in a hallway. I believe that the the, the encounter itself should be built with reward structure in mind, not cheese cheese reward structure. So, I mean, they outlined their reasoning in the blog post when they said they were going to do this. Evil the Waffler, I recently found about a cheese in comp that lets you get to legend rank without playing other players. To me, I view this as cheating. What are your thoughts? I just, this kind of stuff is not a front burner issue. You know, if they see somebody that uses the cheese, sure, take away their rank. I don't know if they can physically take, not physically, but you know what I'm saying. I don't know if they can actually go into their inventory and take any of their rewards away that they got. That's not like a thing. Um, so, I... The, the, thing, the, the general problem with the concept of punishing people for this sort of thing is that it's really difficult sometimes to, to, to apply this in a, in a consistent way. I think that would be the main issue. And whenever, whenever you're going to whenever you're going to go into an environment like this and you're going to say, okay, we're going we're gonna to go into the player base. We're going to look at the environment of comp. And there's people that have cheesed this ranking thing. We need to punish those people. I, what would you do to them? You know? You know, what, what, what would you do to them? Take away their thing? Um, they can. They remove Redrick's Claymore from a large number of players' inventories. Well, if they're able to do that, that's news to me. I thought they weren't able to do that. If they're able to do that, then that should be the consequence. Take away their rank, and then you take away anything they earn because of it. Because, I mean, that's that's not difficult to detect that somebody did that. They're literally, like, sitting in orbit. Oslik Prime. Could people grinding so hard before the nerf have created some player fatigue in the activity, making the nerf seem even worse than it is? I think this is just like straining at stretching. You are you are grasping at straws here with this reasoning. Somebody said this this morning, homie. No, we people didn't magically hit fatigue as soon as the nerf hit. You know that that kind of correlation is palpable. People were like, dude, I love this activity. It's so good. And then they nerf it and they're like, you know what? I'm suddenly fatigued. I'm done. Like, that's not, that is just, we are stretching and grasping if that's the reasoning we're going to try to apply to this. People are verbally saying, I am verbally saying it. It's like, bro, I was going hard. The day the patch went out, I was going hard. I didn't get fatigued. I was like, well, it's just not as good now. It just took the wind out of my sails. I'm not, like, misreading my own emotional response. Like, what, you know the emotional state of the player base better than they know themselves. People are going to the forums and Twitter and this chat, and they're vocalizing and saying, I, I don't feel like running it anymore, man. They're, they're not wrong about their response. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you know the player base better than they know themselves. You know, I, I don't think so. I, I don't think that's what's going on. I think it's clear what's happening. Unconventional. With how the bug was set up, with how the bug was 
set up for me. It seems like plenty of players had time to get what they wanted out of the Menagerie, and it was much more rewarding loot grind than the raid was. Do you think Bungie's nerf of Menagerie wasn't to cap grinding on Menagerie, but to make it less rewarding than the raid? And if that was the case, would it have been better to buff the way loot drops in the raid than nerf Menagerie? A lot of this question doesn't doesn't have it right, but you get the end right, right? Yes, they need to buff raid drops better than the Menagerie, but I got real bad news for you. The reason that the raid's not as rewarding as the Menagerie is because the raid gear sucks. What is it? What's worth chasing in the in the Crown of Sorrows raid? What weapon? What role? The, I mean, the silence is deafening. There's not. There's nothing. There's nothing in there. So no, they, they didn't nerf this because they're like, oh, this is too rewarding. This is more rewarding than the raid. It's more rewarding than the raid still. It's still more rewarding than the raid. The guns are better. There's a better loot pool. There's a bigger loot pool. And the Tarava's not even good. Thank you for the thousand bits, Brayden. Shotgun with one-two punch. There you go. Shotgun with one-two punch, which I guess, but again, since the grind is so, so not good, it's just like, do you really want to run Crown of Sorrows every week hoping for the curated shotgun? And the Taraba isn't even that good of a weapon. A lot of people have said it's not even worth putting on as an exotic. Just put on the Recluse. Or, I don't know, the Breakneck. So, I I don't... This is not why they nerfed it. They nerfed it because we were doing something that wasn't intended. Admittedly, we were doing something that wasn't intended. Okay? That's fine. You're, you know, we're playing the game in an unintended way. That kind of stuff needs patched. But even now, after the patch, Menagerie is still more rewarding than the raid. Raid loot pool is straight booty cheeks. Okay? It's cheeks. It doesn't make sense for aspirational content. CP4 Gators. Or maybe it's supposed to be CPA Gators? I don't know. Has your argument for intentionality now involved to intentionality and generosity? Yes, it sure has. I got a taste for a loot drop structure that other games have done, you know, Diablo and Division. I got a taste of what intentionality and generosity felt like. And it was it was fabulous. It's a it's a four, okay. It was amazing. It was amazing. And as soon as I got a taste for that, I turned around and I looked at the rest of the game and I was like, what the frick? It's like when you have a really old TV in your house and you go to Best Buy and you stand and you look at those landscapes, those flowers and butterflies and mountains and the tigers and lions, all that nature footage, and you're like, oh my gosh, look at this television. Holy moly. And then you go home and you're like, like, look at your little rinky dink tube television. It's not even high def. You know, you got, it's, 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 you inherited from your grandma and it's got wood paneling on the sides. You're, you can't watch that television the same anymore. It's changed you. Walk, standing in Best Buy and looking at that TV that looks like real life. It changes you. And getting exposed to intentionality that was married to generosity, getting exposed to that, I'm looking at the rest of the Destiny and I'm like, you're a black and white TV, bro. Get with the frickin' times. Loot Pursuit games are supposed to be generous. That is the machine, the mechanism that they survive off of. They have to be generous. So, as soon as I got a taste for that, I started talking to you guys about that. I'm like, bro... 
the rest of the game is so stingy. It's so not rewarding enough. I think it was Soul Snatcher who brought that up the one day. He was like, why am I getting blues from strikes and nightfalls and public events when I'm max level and pursuing endgame loot? Like, why am I getting this stuff? What's the point of this? What is this? What's happening? You know? It's like a black and white TV after seeing color. It's like a it's like a low low definition television after seeing high def. You're just like, dude, are you serious? This isn't this isn't good enough. Fallout plays put out a video a long time ago into the actual odds of getting the exact role you want on a weapon, and on many of the chances like one in ten thousand. You need uh, uh, oodles of generosity to have anything that resembles hope of the god role that you want. This is why in my talk I said generosity is like this giant glove that fits on the entire community. It just ooh, it slides on so so nice, feels so good because the casuals can get what they want and the hardcores can chase what they want there is a distinct difference between getting what you want and chasing what you want oh I'd like this gun I'd like a decent role okay well as a casual player generosity empowers you to do that I want it with this barrel I want it with this masterwork I want it with these rolls okay you got a one in so many thousand chance of getting it you're gonna really have to chase generosity just slides on the community nice and smooth and it feels warm and amazing you're like this is great I can do the things and get the things that I want you do that to nightfalls you do that to rage you do that to strikes you do that to the NPCs you give more of that intentionality you 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 marry that intentionality to you marry that intentionality to generosity and we can make God roll babies you know what I'm saying let's do it Let's have a beautiful marriage between generosity and intentionality and start cranking out God roll babies so that people can feel like the game is rewarding them for their time. And again, generosity is not the enemy of engagement. That needs to be like written on the wall in permanent ink at Bungie. Generosity is not the enemy of engagement. It never has been. It's not the enemy of engagement in any game that's ever turned up generosity. People are like, yo, the loot's dropping. I'm going to get what I want, and I'm going to quit. That's not a sentence or behavioral pattern that happens. It is, that doesn't, that's not a thing. It isn't a thing. Dude, I got a god roll. I'm done. I'm out. I'm going to go play something else. What? It's, dude, I got a god roll. Can't wait to use it. I got a god roll. I'm going to start chasing other god rolls. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to create an armor set. Literally no one utters that sentence. Dude, I got my god roll. I'm done, man. Look at what it took to get my god roll of Imago loop in D1. Do you know what I did as soon as I got that god roll? I wanted to go take it into raids. I want to play with it. Right? I wanted to go take it in. I, w- I wanted to go and take it into raids, and I wanted to play with it. Right? Now, keep in mind, there was nothing else to chase. I said this last night on the, on the Rageous Roundtable. I said, there was this... There was a sense of happiness and satisfaction, and there was a sense of sadness when I finally got my God Roll Amaga loop. Why? Because I knew there was nothing else in the game that I could chase like that. There was no other loop I could run like that. Loop it, loop it, loop it, loop it, loop it. Didn't get it. Loop it, loop it, loop it, loop it, loop it. Didn't get it. I could not have that experience in the rest of Destiny 1. So I felt this sense of sadness. Do you know what I felt in the menagerie when I finally got an Ostringer that I thought was good enough? I was like... I'm going to start chasing some other weapons. If I get all the other weapons I want, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to loop back, and I'm going to go for that God Roll Ostringer another day. It literally, I, I was like plotting out weeks of engagement. I was like plotting it out. I was like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. This is going to be a great grind in the mornings. I was literally 
listen, you guys know I don't like playing the game anymore and doing Q&A because I'm more focused and my answers are a little bit better and more concise and I don't say uh as much. I don't stagger my words as much. I was enjoying that grind so much. I was doing Menagerie during Q&A. I was like, dude, I want to stay in there. I want to keep trying to keep going for my chances. It was disrupting Q&A. I was literally combing over roles during Q&A. That's, that's how strong that motivation was. And I'm one person. Uh, Kilowatt with 31 months. Welcome back, dude. Getting close to three years of subs. Thank you. <clears throat> Just Enough says, Has anyone noticed that the Menagerie armor only has two perk slots instead of three? Also, Iron Banner armor is the same. Dreaming City has three perk slots with some chances of enhanced perks. What do you think changed? What are you talking about, bro? I, I don't I don't think you're correct in what you're saying. Um Where's the Reverie Dawn stuff? I don't I don't know if I have any Reverie Dawn stuff on me. Here we go. Reverie Dawn Hood. What do you mean? He's saying Dreaming City has three perk slots with more chances for an enhance- Oh, are you meaning right here? Oh, in that slot. Voice is off sync. No, it's not. Refresh. What are you talking about? There's three slots right here. Middle tree has three on that. Oh, it's the opulent stuff. Okay, so for Menagerie, from Menagerie, the actual raid gear from Crown of Sorrows has multiples. Okay, so Menagerie got shrunk. Well, you're saying it's more chances for enhanced gear. Is it potentially that maybe they're trying to shrink the pool so you have a better chance of getting the role that you want. You know what I'm saying? It's possible that there's a, there's a, maybe that's what they're trying to do. It's more chances. Yeah. I don't honestly know the answer to this question. This is that dreaming city has three, two also iron banner is the same. Why do they think this has changed? I honestly don't know. I have no idea. I think the limited nodes reduces the chances. You're probably right. It does. Yeah, because the enhanced landed down here. So I got two perks I had no interest in on this shadows gloves, but then enhanced enhanced landed down there. These are actually great gloves for PvP. Sniper rifle, scavenger, enhanced hand cannon, reload. Those are great. Um, yeah, that's that's kind of weird. That's honestly kind of weird. I'm not sure why that is. So. Your voice is coming through after you speak. Uh, There was literally a command in chat, bro. You're just being disruptive at this point. There's a command in chat on how to fix it. There's a setting in Chrome. Melodic Gamer. I have been wanting to grind for a spare rations, but refuse to play Reckoning. Could a solution to Gambit Prime weapons be Ada's? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've said this many, many times. I've said this many, many times. Giving Drifter Ada-style bounties for all that... Gambit Prime and Reckoning stuff would be a brilliant decision. JD Gamer, what's your thought on people grinding materials into the forge? I don't care, man. If it's just if it's hurting the experience of other players, then Bungie should try to do something to stop it. I don't think this is a front burner issue right now because I think Bungie has bigger fish to fry and bigger things to focus on. Uh, mainly because you know Shadow Keeps on the horizon. You want to keep people here happy. You want to keep things moving smooth. And I don't think that's a big front burner issue. That's only a front burner issue if it's hurting the experience of other players. And I don't know if it is. 
So. He says, maybe for someone with slow latency, but I've watched 12 streamers before coming here. It's not my setting. See, see you if you can't take uh, suggestive comments. Dude, don't come back. There's 836 people here. You're the only person complaining about audio desync. There's a setting in Chrome that can cause it to happen on literally any stream that you watch. Tends to happen the longer that you watch the stream. So you can take your pompous attitude, shove it in your freaking ear, and watch somebody else that you like more than me. I don't give a frick. Um, maybe my audio is desynced, so it might be hard for you to understand that, but I don't want you here if that's how you're going to act. It's that simple. Christ 66 Do you think you should get a legendary at the end of every striker heroic mission basic content? I mean, a legendary doesn't do anything for you, though. What are legendaries doing for you right now? I mean, sure, you break them down, you get shards, you get stuff, but, like, I, I, I think in general, I, I think in general, you should be needing to to be rewarded with stuff that you're chasing now in in the same in the same way right in the same way if you're giving me legendaries more often when i'm at max level and when i'm like when i'm in that content you're feeding me legendary shards right you're feeding me things that i need that's great but i think in addition to that strikes need an actual loot pursuit in them why am I why am I in the strike playlist? Why? For milestones. Once I max level, I don't need your milestone. For triumphs, that's 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 here and gone. Once I'm done with triumphs, I'm not there. Why am I day-to-day, week-to-week engaging with the strike playlist? There needs to be a loot pursuit on top of what you're saying. What you're talking about here, Jay Christ, is like the bottom layer foundation of just the game. It should just be feeding you stuff that you need. Planetary mats, glimmer, legendary items that you can break down for shards, right? Like, that's just on the bottom. You need to go up a rung from that and then ask the question, why am I running this content? Daily missions, strikes, nightfalls, adventures, public events, like all those things. Like, why am I doing that? What's the point? So, in general, everywhere I go, whether it is a lost sector, adventure, story mission, or strike, I should just be getting whatever is needed as a generic day-to-day currency. Glimmer, enhancement cores, legendary shards. I should be getting fed those things. That's just cyclical, you know, that's like XP, right? You're just getting something for your time. And then on top of that, there should be a smaller circle of intentionality of like, I'm chasing this loot in this specific piece of content. The whole game should be like this. This is spinning. The whole game is just feeding you stuff that you need, right? Legendary shards, blah, 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 blah. And then when you shrink the circle, right? You shrink the circle and you get down into a specific piece of content, there should be a loot pursuit within that circle, right? This is the probably you meant to say the best looter shooter I've ever played, says Ling Ling. With that being said, I thought giving weapon specific material when breaking down a gun that can stack to eventually craft another one on the same weapon would be nice. What do you think that would be possible? Okay, here's here I like where your head's at, Ling Ling. Like what if I get enough legendary hand cannons that I've broken down that I have like legendary hand cannon materials and I hand those to the gunsmith and he spits out a hand cannon. Random roll. You're like, here, buddy, spit out a weapon for me. That's not crafting. It's just sort of like, uh, when I go to the when I go to the gunsmith, I'm looking for shotguns right now. I'm looking for fusions. I'm looking for whatever the frick. 
you know or maybe maybe they get more specific with their mod system like maybe there's mods that are specific to hand cannon right decrease hand cannon recoil is a mod they could come up with you know and you could go to the gunsmith and say give me a hand cannon mod here's a bunch of hand cannon materials now people might cringe at the idea of like ooh lono more currency ugh what the frick am I supposed to do with 16,000 weapon materials or whatever it is gunsmith materials just this giant like mountain of a generic currency what the heck you know so they could do a couple of things in line with what you said Ling Ling that I think could work I just want to stay as far away from crafting as possible as far away from crafting capstoning a, a, a gun with a mod is not the same telling the gunsmith to spit out a hand can is not the same as crafting uh, next question from dreams visions do you think a good approach for the menagerie would have been to reward each successful flawless encounter with an additional chest to open at the end I mean we literally have gotten this question so many times you must not have been here for it I've answered this so many times this would not work in normal we've dealt with this enough I'm not going to repeat myself it just wouldn't work in normal because it's match made people would quit on every fail on a flawless you want to put extra chests do it in heroic for you know whatever the frick Rusty says there's a ton of stuff to do in this game grinding nightfall rolls doing triumphs and tribute hall (coughs) excuse me and solstice coming up soon (coughs) sorry about that Uh, there's too much for a casual player to do disagree Uh, menagerie was worth it for the casual less than 10 hours a week where other content's not I guess my question is well now I'm tracking with your thought process with Bungie nerving menagerie how many hours do they expect us to put in each week well, I don't agree with the, your sentiment that there's too much for the casual player to do. I, 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 I'm, I'm not in agreement with that. Um, I, I don't think that that is, I don't think that is 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 accurate. Now, when I continue with your train of thought and you say menagerie was worth it for the casual because you have, like, let's imagine your token for each day is a two-hour token. It's a little token, but it's your token, and it's what you can it's what you can feed into Destiny. You can feed that little token into Destiny two hours a day. It's a teeny little token, but it's yours, and it's your contribution to your experience, okay? What Rusty is basically trying to encapsulate and say is, when I gave my two-hour token to, to the Menagerie, I got a bunch of stuff out of it. The rest of the game, when I feed the rest of the game my little two-hour token... I don't get much from the game. Right? That's 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 a good way to envision what Rusty's trying to, to, to say. This is exactly getting at why I said Menagerie was an indictment. It really it turned and it looked down on the rest of Destiny. It was like, you are too stingy. You are way too stingy. So that if they took the reward structure of the whole game and raised it to be closer to where Menagerie was, people like Rusty can take their little daily two-hour token, they can feed it to the game and say, okay, I'm going to do strikes, I'm going to do nightfalls, whatever it is you're doing, and you're like, oh, this is nice, look how much I'm getting. It's like going into the, you know, the arcade, and you have, there's a guy with like a handful of tickets, like, I got a thousand tickets, he can buy the greatest stuff. And you go and you're like, well, I only got got 10 tickets. And they're like, oh, you can buy a rubber ball. And you're like, what the frick? You know what I'm saying? Like, there is is a generosity, I think, a generosity problem in Destiny that Menagerie put on full display. 
And man, oh man, I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep hammering at this point because if they really want to lean into MMO hobbyist, I do think that generosity is is an enormous part of this equation. Intentionality and generosity come together, they weave together, and they make a really nice, beautiful sweater that everybody can wear. It's like a one size fits all sweater that hardcore and casual can enjoy in their own way. Inches says, could adding low and high gravity environments to add to the difficulty possibility change levels of difficulty? I don't know about this because movement in Destiny is so pristine and so smooth and awesome. I commented this morning that I really I watched a clip from Lil Sonic on his Twitter where he was he hit like two snipes in the air and man his movement leading up to that moment was just I love the movement in Destiny and I would be worried that this wouldn't be interpreted well you know like oh I hate going to that planet why oh the low gravity oh I hate going to that planet why oh the the gravity's more extreme dude I can barely freaking move I feel like that would be the result no one would want to go where there was higher or 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 lower or higher gravity no one would want to go there because they'd be like I don't feel like me I don't feel like I can move like a Titan Warlock or Hunter the way I'm accustomed to moving. You got five years in the game, dude. You don't even think about what it takes to jump to certain places and when to double jump and when to not like jump cancel and the like. I I don't dislike your idea. I just don't think it would be received as well as as well as you maybe might think. Low grav in Borderlands wasn't received all that well either. So a guy named Nate. The amount of haunts, the, oh, I'm sorry. The amount of hunters in console PvP doubles that of Titan or Warlocks. Of my 50k Crucible and 25k, oh, 50k Crucible kills, 25k are hunters. Yikes! Do you see the class imbalance as a problem? Well, I think anytime you see that kind of a trend, there's something beneath it. Okay, there's something beneath it. So when you see somebody saying such and such class is OP such and such class is blah 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 right usually this is kind of the result right this is the result the result is you end up with a trend it happened with the the um it happened with the Mida remember the Mida and trials and all that it happened with the Mida so when when that I think when that happens you have to make appropriate adjustments I'm always scared of these conversations turning into nerf conversations you make me nervous it's like wait 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 dude hunters are awesome right now please for the love of frick don't touch hunters please leave them alone you already took a dump on shards and that was because of pvp and I'm still angry about it but that's beside the point you see what I'm saying I get so scared the minute this kind of this conversation starts up. I'm like, well, slow down, dude. Hunters are so fun right now. They've got so much, so much great things they can do. Even after shards nerf, there's still a lot of great things that hunters can do. And so, I do, I don't know the answer to 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 this to this problem other than to say I would prefer to see, as I've said, look at the 27 attunements across the three classes 
and all the subclasses and try to start buffing the other attunements and then make them awesome and then give them exotics that make them even more awesome uh so that would be my feedback so then someone someone should be tempted to use a different class or subclass or attunement because of changes and buffs that have happened I don't want people changing what they're using because you weakened their favorite thing. I think that this should, that is almost, not always, that's almost universally the wrong direction to run in. As I said last night, and I've said many times, there's two ways to change player behavior. Incentivization, there's, there's, you do it through incentive, or you do it through restrictions. Nerfs are basically restrictions. It's like, well, we took away your power, so, you know. Those are kills, not my kills. No, no, no. I understand what you were saying, a guy named Nate. You're saying of 50k crucible kills, 25k are hunters, right? Like you're saying those are kills against other guardians, right? Like those are how many times half of half of the 20 half of the 50k kills are hunters, meaning hunters are dying more, meaning there's more hunters. Oh, you're responding to chat. Okay. Uh, C perks. Quick rundown of easy grinding for an absolute new player. I mean, the best thing to do is to go to the NPC called Werner, do the power surge quest to get to 690, and then do all your milestones, all the little yellow things on the map. Uh, big, huge. You reckon we'll see the Kavasov return, the first mission of New Light, opening for D1? Wouldn't that be cool? I would like it. I would like it. I, it, I, I have a soft spot for Kavastov. The moment that we worked on Kavastov, and then we ended up on that really high point overlooking Russia, and the ghost talked about how he chose us that many years ago. I got, I, I got low-key emotional. I was like, oh my gosh, like it's been so long like since we had that moment where he wakes us up, and that was the beginning of a journey in a game that brought me into a community that brought me into a career. Like It's not just like a, oh, that's touching. It was like, man, there, I have a history with this game. So I have a soft spot for Kavastov. Uh, even though it wasn't the greatest exotic, I liked it. I would probably use it just for nostalgia purposes. You know, it was a cool gun. I always thought it looked neat. Um, so, Gray Fox with the brand new Prime sub, thank you. Um, yeah, I'd be down with them doing that. H Mong, running Menagerie after the nerf is painful. What can Bungie do to make this activity for a returning player? My three runs last night took roughly 20 minutes each, and the wait for the queue time is longer than before. This is exactly what should happen, and I would actually argue that everybody should stop playing. And I know that's maybe not what you want to do, but if the wait time's long and your experience is negative, stop interacting with the content. Bungie should be looking at those queue times and those engagement numbers and saying, we've made a mistake. That should be the conclusion that they come to. They're not going to come to that conclusion if we beat our head against the wall and keep playing the content. You speak with your engagement in Destiny. Bungie listens to engagement. They do. Look at what they did to Ada Bounties. Look at their response to complaints about Reckoning. When complaints about Reckoning are in line with engagement numbers, they respond. Engagement numbers for Reckoning has has to be awful. There's no way it ever got to good numbers, ever. Amish Milkman. I ran the normal Menagerie solo queue last night while being 750 on console. The team I was matched with had no idea what to do and got lost going from the lighting uh, to the hunted. Well, if stupid Blackout was on, that's that's actually kind of frustrating. I don't personally, I don't think Blackout should ever be on in Menagerie. That's one of the reasons why. Not only that, it's a it's a stupid modifier. Uh, could this become a common thing with solo queues? Take forever since veterans have no interest in it. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of problems here, right? The funnel's less full, full so queues take longer, and the funnel is full of people that 
are not veteran right you're, you're touching on another aspect that's potentially hurting the playlist Ice the Axeman. If you change something about patrols, what would you change? I enjoy doing them, but it feels like one of the lowest engaged with parts of Destiny. Uh, number one, patrols should never take you out of that area. I just think that's silly. It's a known thing that people hit the flag and then they're standing around waiting for the public event. Let me complete all the patrols in that area. I shouldn't have to leave the area to do the patrol, okay? Second, add a patrol multiplier. If I can if I can do all the patrols in that little area, if I go into Trossland, I do all three patrols, add a multiplier so each one gets more rewarding. So that by the time I finish the third one, I'm getting a bunch of stuff for that planet. Now, why am I doing this? Is the question of the hour. You have to have the materials on the planet matter, and that's apparently gonna happen. So that would be a reason to do that. You'd be like, well, I'm gonna do all the patrols in this area while I'm waiting for the public event. Why? Because when I finish the third one, that multiplier really drops a lot of mats in my lap. It's worth it. That goes against one of my other ideas earlier, but you get what I'm saying. Something like that. Uh, King Kinsarian says, Hey Lono, could intrinsic perks on weapons be used to fill gaps in users' loadouts? For example, trace and fusion rifles can intrinsically give a small amount of grenade energy a la a lesser demolitionist or hand cannons intrinsically reward accuracy with a scaled down rapid hit I don't think this is a good idea because I think intrinsic perks sort of limit what you're what you're sort of wanting to do in your loadout okay I, I think whenever you look at uh, whenever you look at a gun you should be looking at the perks and chasing the perks and not being like, well, I really don't want to use this gun in my loadout because it has this intrinsic perk. I mean, what Deeds is saying, they already kind of have intrinsic perks, but you're wanting to add more, like like you're saying, like a lower version of Demolitionist on all Trace and Fusion Rifles. I, I just don't, I don't see the point in doing that. I don't think that's needed. What I think is needed is more perks, more perk diversity. And then you turn up the generosity. Because the odds of you getting the role you want go down, and when that happens, you're like, "Oh, this, you know, I need the generosity to be up." They've added all these different perks, right? Uh, Myers Alpha says, "Is Ikoria hugely wasted at the moment? She just waits on bounties. How would you utilize her going forward?" Oh, I mean, she a hundred percent is. Um, she a hundred percent is. That she's not doing anything. It, it just it just is one of those things where it's like uh, <laughs> what what it what it what is her point like they need to repurpose her in the in the next in the next DLC 100% Gus the fuss what are your expectations of the shadow keep raid last wish difficulty is my hope i want king's fall and wrath of the machine to have a baby please that's what i want and i'm telling you what crown of sorrows is real close to doing that but it doesn't have the grind, it doesn't have the internal currency, and it doesn't have the loot. So, at every layer, we need a normal and heroic difficulty structure like King's Fall, we need a reason to grind more than three times, we need the internal currency, we need the unique loot. Crown of Sorrow, Scourge of the Past, and Last Wish just have not delivered. They've not delivered a full raid experience day one, awesome, raid race dope, really difficult, huge scope and 
great environments and great encounters and then the loot aspect just falls right I mean just wham on its face just isn't delivering uh, Myers Alpha would giving materials for strike works like if shadows equal dust light inverse I mean it, it, this again remember the big circle I was doing with my hand where the whole game should just be kind of giving you the things you need as you're playing this is in that layer this is just in that layer if you're doing strikes you should just be getting stuff from that planet from that environment that you just need and then on top of that is a smaller circle of what am I chasing Ghostface in the span of Destiny's life have they ever went back on a nerf for a patch? We should hope we would. They would do it now. Okay. We should. We should. We hope they would do it now. Wow. Okay. It's okay, Ghostface. Not everybody can can um, type complete sentences. You were you were one out of two, so you did okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I don't know. Have they ever? They know. Yeah, they have. They have. They've said we hit this weapon too hard. They've done that in Destiny 2. They've come out and said we hit this archetype too hard. We hit this super too hard. They've dialed back some of the nerfs they've done on supers and weapons. I know for a fact they've done that. They did it with Nova Warp. <clears throat> I swore they did it with a weapon archetype. I saw, I thought they said, yeah, they reverted shoulder charge and Nova Warp. There's a couple of things they've said. We hit this too hard. So, Bungie, you have your verbiage. You have your marching orders. This Thursday, <laughs> this Thursday in the TWAB, we hit the menagerie too hard. You guys have proven that with the lack of engagement. Way less people are running it. We're looking at how to how to structure this in a way that could that could get back to the spirit of how it felt without hurting the integrity of the of the encounter. I just I just kind of wrote your blog post for you, Bungie. You can pay me in enhancement cores you know what i'm saying so it's like <laughs> they, <laughs> they 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 hit it too hard man they did they hit it too hard I, I think we bungie needs to have a conversations with us about two things right now number one where's the crucible conversation that we're supposed to be having this summer because the summer is quickly quickly dwindling away and the other conversation they should be having with us is one about generosity they talk to us about generosity and what you're thinking going forward resurrect what do you think about all the missing secrets that we were promised in this season? I thought I understood that they were going to be a thing for us to discover, like find, discover, sold. Menagerie should have had secret doors unlocked. This is why I never, this is something I say a lot. People are like, what do you think it means, Lono? You think there's going to be a lot of secrets and puzzles? Do you think we're going to do this? Do you think someone's going to show up and make us play checkers standing on our head? It's like, bro. I don't read into the verbiage of Bungie anymore. When they say there's going to be secrets and things to discover, that could just be literal fluff talk that means absolutely nothing. So if you read into it and you're like, dude, I thought we were going to be like solving the mysteries of the universe. I just, yeah, and we're not done yet. There could be some more things. There could be a puzzle to solve to get whatever the rocket launcher is that got data mined from Solar Week. You know, it could be Dragon's Breath. A lot of people are thinking that. You know, like, the season's not over. But also, I never read too deeply into that verbiage because this is exactly what ends up happening. You're like, you get in your mind what's going to happen. And they're like, I mean, we said there was going to be secrets and things to discover. And there kind of was. But what more did you want? You know, kind of a thing. 
Melmsy. I'm max level on two out of three characters and have never done a raid. Should I? Or should I just stick to Menagerie plus weekly powerful stuff? I think running a raid is worth the first time experience going with a team that's going to be patient and kind of help you learn the roles, learn the things you're supposed to do. That's not something that I do on my stream anymore, but there's plenty of people that do it. I would say it's worth it for like the first time, but after that, it, there's not really anything worth chasing. I think raids are the best. Ex- I think they're the best PVE experience you can have in Destiny. I think they're amazing. I think they're so satisfying and fun, but they're just missing loot. Savathun's pet. One of the bosses in Menagerie also had a chance to drop Menagerie-specific loot or loot based on the runes you have in your chalice. Would that make Menagerie good enough? No. Again, you guys are missing what would happen if you did this. Now, maybe not. I don't know. Maybe a perfect run. If you do a perfect run on... Let's say you do a perfect run on the Hunted. The last boss of the perfect run should drop a piece of menagerie gear based on the rune slotted. So that's two extra pieces of gear instead of the chest. Final boss, same deal. Three drops on the way to the chest if you run it perfect. That Nope, that's going to screw up normal. No, see? Like, you can't do that. As soon as you require perfect, normal engagement gets borked because people get mad if you don't do it perfect, and then people back out. You can't do that to normal. Whatever you do to normal to increase loot drop has to be guaranteed. If you're going to do this kind of thing, this would need to be in heroic. What I just described would need to be in heroic. King K. Speaking of nerfs, what do you think about the AFK farming happening? I've gotten asked about this a lot. Do you think Bungie will pounce on it? I have no idea. I don't really care. Unless it's hurting the experience of other players, I don't really care. The one and only. In your opinion, what raid had the overall best loot pool, rather than machine? Uh, mine would be Vogue with Fatebringer, Vision of Confluence effects. Why is Bungie struggling to create exciting loot pools for their pinnacle and endgame content? I know that a lot of people are going to say Vogue. They're going to say I'm out of my mind. I just thought Wrath of the Machine got it right. Because the guns were unique. They also looked unique. I don't think the guns in Vogue looked unique enough. Obviously Vex did. But I don't think the guns looked unique enough. Like the Vision and the Fatebringer didn't look unique enough. They were too plain Jane. Uh, the look, the feel, and the, the way they evolved perks in wrath because they were synergistic perks and then the way you could re-roll armor and then the perks on the on the armor were far more beneficial i think wrath was more fully orbed it was more robust a johnny does a war do you do you as a warlock dislike well of radiance for solo play i miss nova i was gonna run nova today with with the um with the juju just to feel how it felt because I miss Nova I mean I know Skull was broken I don't think they could leave Skull unchecked because it was it was absurd I, I didn't argue for it to be nerfed I was just a realistic person I was like it's going to get nerfed it's absurd um, you know but I miss it so yeah Well of Radiance I find very boring actually <laughs> it's everybody's just pivoted to Well you know nobody's that's why I keep saying look at the 27 attunements make them all stronger add exotics you know add exotics you know Keltec how would you feel if each season the menagerie had reset the offerings so you could grind for new and different weapons each season I mean I'd be okay with that you know I'd be okay with that it'd be like a, a way to refresh it Here's the problem. Here's the problem, though. You have to give people a way to get the old stuff still, I think. You know? There's got to be a way to go back and get the old stuff, I would think. You don't want to leave that. You don't want to basically remove that grind completely. You got to be careful. 
maybe you would actually change when you go to click menagerie there'd be like three choices instead of two and there'd be like the new version with the new loot cold killer do you think they put in another tier over heroic maybe legend where you get better rewards on each phase if you complete but you can go back but you go back to orbit on fails and final bosses and exotic chest brother no I don't like this I don't like delta I don't like extinguish you're asking me if I want more of something I dislike I mean and this is my personal preference so the community listening to this might be like oh that sounds great I think in general delta and extinguish is the single laziest form of difficulty you can put in a game and I'm not taking shots at Bungie and saying they're lazy when I look at how you add difficulty, how they've added difficulty in the five years of the franchise, increasing Delta and throwing on Extinguish is the laziest form of difficulty that you can put in Destiny. There is nothing that changes about the encounters. There is nothing that changes about the fights. You just get turned into a piece of tissue paper that gets booted to the curb if you wipe. It's lame. Obviously, that's my opinion, but when I think of King's Fall normal to hard to challenge mode, Wrath normal to hard to challenge mode, there was a spectrum, there was an experience, there was a crescendo, there was a marked difference between hard challenge and normal. It was palpable. You got better at it. You finessed it. You got better at raiding. You became became good at raiding. And Delta and Extinguish, that doesn't happen. You face tank and you hide. It sucks. You will never, ever convince me otherwise. And I don't think anybody can make a strong argument on the other side of the fence. I think Delta and Extinguish is low bandwidth punting. That's what it is. It's low bandwidth punting. Well... We created an encounter. It's good. People love it. We don't really have time to do anything more to it, so add Delta and Extinguish. We don't have the bandwidth for it, and they punt. It's low bandwidth punting. So I'm not calling them lazy. I'm just saying, homie, they've done such a better job with content before. They can do it again. I just don't know if they have the time. So they just create content, and then they just punt. And they're like, yeah, just throw a Delta and Extinguish on. You're not doing anything to the content. It's... It, it it doesn't do anything. It just makes you face tank and hide. It just... I don't know. I've never heard anybody argue in favor of Delta and Extinguish and make like a definitively strong argument like, yeah, this is great. Really adds to the experience. Really dynamic. Really changes the fights. Really makes things intense. No. It's boring. It's one-dimensional combat. It's a bunch of hiding and face tanking. It's not fun. We're gods. We are gods. And when you turn up the difficulty, you turn us into a bunch of cowering ninnies. It just doesn't make any sense. I was zipping around that Wrath of the Machine room. I was zipping around the King's Oryx's room and shooting Light Eater Knights and practicing and getting better at it. Like, you had people that were getting good at the Oracle, you know, getting the Oracle, like, I'm getting the Relic. Like, that's finesse that's finesse while spinning pain points instead of we better cower behind this wall shield well 
so that we don't die. I just, man, oh man, you compare the player movement, the player choices, the dynamic layers of the combat, the decision making, the practice, the strategy, compare what we did in hard mode wrath challenge or hard mode king's fall challenge, hard mode vog challenge when they brought that with age of triumph. Compare that to delta extinguish and try to tell me that this is a this is it. This is the pinnacle end game of destiny. It isn't, man. It isn't. It's what they can give us and that's fine, but they can climb so much higher than than this because they have in the past. It's not like I'm asking them to do something they haven't done before. I'm I'm, I'm not. They did it. So the but the philosophy has to change. I don't know if there's a lead, if there's a if there's a project lead over raids, if there's, if there's a project lead over mission boss fight strike menagerie design like I don't know if there's somebody in a position that has that philosophy in their brain there just seems to be this attitude of like res tokens and the soft enraged from the res token timer and delta and I'm just like that is not destiny one that's not what you did in destiny one where did this come from also also consider there's other layers of value here that stem from that philosophy going from normal to hard and wrath it made sense to farm for a full set of the gear why those perks made you better and stronger and you felt more empowered as a raider so now you were like gearing up for hard what do you do to gear up for hard menagerie what if they threw the same exact thing on crown of sorrows here's a delta and here's extinguished just because we feel like kicking you in the nuts like here you go what if they did that to, to crown of sorrow what are you gonna do to gear up for that nothing you you what do you, you're not gonna do anything there's no perks on the raid armor there's nothing there are so many more layers of value to that philosophy of challenge that we don't have right now so that's that's one of the reasons why when you have those intrinsic raid perks on armor and you have a, a, a more difficult environment coming that you know isn't just a delta, but there's like mechanical pain, more plates to spin, more finesse, more strategy. I got to get better at it. And then you just don't let us res. That was the other thing that was great about hard. It gives better context for all those things. Big mouth strike. No 15 minute activity rewards three legendary weapons. Why should Menagerie? Because we've because I said so. The game's not rewarding enough. I, I'm not going to keep answering this question. Seriously, the game isn't rewarding enough. That's been established for the last 45 minutes. You either haven't been here or you ain't listening. Like the rest of the game ain't rewarding enough, man. I'm not trying to like wrap you on the beater, but this question doesn't even seem like it needs to be asked. Like we're not getting enough stuff. You know, it's a loot based game. It needs to be more rewarding from the bottom to the top, not just Menagerie. Melodic Gamer. Does raid, do raid weapons have static unique perks to be relevant? Oh, do they need them? Also, should raid encounters have specific rewards tied to them? I just touched on this, so I don't really need to answer this question, Melodic. You, and, I, and you're here all the time. You know, like, you kind of just got to answer this. Raid weapons need to be unique. I think the curated role should have unique perks, and then I think the armor should have intrinsic perks to lead you to the, you know, the harder version that comes out later. Evil the Waffler. I don't know. Uh, I know I don't have a popular opinion that this game is too rewarding, but I want the. Uh, I want to point out that D1, when you got an exotic or a god roll, you went insanely happy, but now it's like, oh well, and move on. What has changed in your opinion? I think you're projecting on the entire community inaccurately. 
I think you are projecting an attitude on the community that is inaccurate. I got very excited when I got God Rolls. When I got the the God Roll Wardens. When I got the God Roll uh, on the Ostringer. I got excited. When I've gotten God Rolls, when I got a God Roll uh, on the Parcel of Stardust, I wasn't even farming for it. I, I got excited. I wasn't like, oh, well, like... I don't think you can I think I don't think you can project that on the community. I think people do get excited when they get god rolls, especially with the amount of grind it takes. Even when Menagerie was generous, it still took a long time to get the god roll that you were wanting. Um so I, I definitely think that's a that that's an element. Now, if you're if you don't get excited for a god roll and you don't get happy, that that doesn't matter. That the, why why does your enjoyment of getting a god roll or or your you're having less enjoyment of getting a god roll? What bearing does that have on how the grind should be set up? I, that doesn't have any bearing on the fact that they should make rewarding pathways for you to pursue god rolls. Should they not be god rolls in the game? Should they make god rolls super super rare? It seems like that's what you're postulating. Almost like it took so long to get god rolls in D1. Like it took me 450 strikes and 50 something skeleton keys in D1 to get my Amago loop. Are you going to try and postulate and argue that getting that god roll was more exciting? I don't know. It was more exhausting and more relieving than anything. But then I was sad because there was nothing else to chase. In, in Menagerie, when I got a god roll, I was like, sweet, now I can chase something else. This gun's awesome. Ooh, it feels good. I like using this Awestringer. I don't know. I don't think you're I don't think you're treating it as 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 many other people treat it. There's only three months between season. Loot needs to be coming out of our ears to play three different characters. Man, that's another great point to make, dude. The seasons are short. You know, three to four months and the season's over, you know. I play a lot and enjoy the game. I just don't see excitement from players like I used to. Evil, let me ask you a question though, homie. Prior to Menagerie, what the frick were people running to get god rolls? There was no there was no pathway to god rolls. There was no way to get an intentional grind for a god roll in the raids. The only place you could grind for a god roll with any intentionality was a nightfall, and it was and it's a slow reward structure. It's like one drop every six to seven nightfalls. So it's like I up to before menagerie was there even a way for you to do that menagerie like reinvigorated the grind for so many people the vibe was different chat was talking about it twitter reddit my youtube comments people were like this is amazing people ripped me a new one on my video where i talked about the chest glitch and i said that bungie needed to find the middle ground people were like screw you man we want to keep doing it they were passionate why it it had reignited that sense of like i'm gonna go chase something whether or not you felt it is irrelevant i'm telling you the community responded in a very consistent way to menagerie it wasn't difficult to see it and 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 put your pulse on put your finger on that pulse it was not that difficult to see it reinvigorated the grind I saw people coming in and joining me for Menagerie runs who hadn't been playing Destiny in a while. I saw people on Twitter and YouTube and the forums and Reddit saying, dude, I am back. The grind is back. I'm playing every day. There were people, there were mods that were like, dude, I took a break from this other game. I can't stop playing Destiny right now. It recaptured that grind. It 100% did. So I, I actually disagree with what you're saying. I don't think the community was like, wham, wham, ho-hum, no one cares about God Rolls. Menagerie had the exact opposite effect on the community is what you're saying in your in your question. 
What about exotics? Exotics are quest line, mystery quests, and randomly dropped. There's a variety of ways to get exotics. I don't, I don't know the answer to exotics. So, uh, xCloud, thank you for six months. That's a purple badge. Now, obviously, I've said, even as good as Menagerie was, what did I say when I talked about it a couple weeks ago? I said, this is great, but we still need new perks. I, I'm not chasing anything new. An Ostringer is great, but I'm still chasing the same perks. So even though it recaptured that grind and it was fun to chase god rolls, you know what I was looking forward to grinding for the most? Was the fusion rifles. Because I don't really use fusion rifles. And it would have been something new to try. Great combos to say, MGGs. Thank you, Coach Joel, for 32 months and 6 months from OP Mark. Thank you. Like, uh, and a brand new Prime sub from I Run Strikes. Thank you. I was looking forward to grinding for something that I don't traditionally use. So, that's a fair point. Yes, we need far more perks and far more perk diversity and really stronger perks and everything else. But, if you start adding more perks to guns and start more adding more perk diversity, you better freaking turn the generosity up or nobody's ever going to get a god roll. SMG. I remember you saying that Destiny 2 is supposed to be like your main game. But don't you think these kind of poor loot pools, uh, you could just play the game a little and then play something else? No, not at all. I, the, the loot pools aren't poor. The reward structure is poor. TIE Fighter TV with a brand new Prime sub. Thank you. I mean, what you're saying is a good pushback on what Noseworthy said. Mark Noseworthy said, they want Destiny to be your main game. They want you to be married to Destiny and you, like, play other games casually. I'm telling you, if the reward structure is in place and the generosity's there, that's exactly what people are going to do. Dude, I can't stop playing Destiny. I'm getting loot to drop like crazy. I'm going for god rolls on eight different weapons. Then I'm going to go for an armor set. Like, you're not you're not going to stop playing. I literally saw people saying that. They're like, I can't even play. You know, Milky was saying that. He's like, I can't stop playing Destiny, dude. I, I want to be playing Elder Scrolls online, but I've been playing Destiny. You know, it's like, that is what happens you start to feel like you can't put the game down because it's just so rewarding to, to, to create it does something to you prudish you is there a menagerie armor that's a must-have in heroic mode uh no nothing from the menagerie there's you can get enhanced perks dr bad llama should all mods be available as drops uh in end game content rampage spec is a unicorn yeah I, I would maybe just prefer to let us just buy those <laughs> i don't know i don't know why those had to be randomly dropped you could probably just buy them. I mean, you can buy the ones from Ada, and then there's a chance of it being Rampage spec. I would just buy one from her a day. Um, if you're if you're waiting for Rampage spec to drop, that's probably why you're not getting it. You're supposed to buy those from Ada. I'm fairly certain those don't drop randomly. Um, she's stingy with Rampage spec. Okay, well, I mean, yeah, I maybe that economy does seem a little broken. The mod component economy doesn't seem to be uh, functioning properly right now. But you can't get mod components from doing the, the the bounties for the gunsmith. Rad says, Why would Bungie nerf the chest glitch when after the fix, you have surplus of runes? Uh, they'll just keep piling up since only a max of three runes can be used per run. Minimizing the player's incentive to run Gambit, Crucible, and Strikes, which would give you the runes in the first place. Yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things, you know. It's just one of those things where the generosity seems now in dissonance with the rune turnover rate and if you have generosity you you end up spending all your runes and then you go grind for more you know Harrison says do you like the content that came with Forsaken more than Taken King Forsaken I think had a better story structure I loved killing the barons I thought it was done really really well but Taken King brought so much like gravitas and Eris and a fantastic raid so I think Taken King still leads for me 
Uh, Stew Boot. Do you think grenade launchers will get a nerf in Shadowkeep, or do you think they're in a good spot? I think they're in a good spot. People are like, they're going to nerf spike nades. Yeah, maybe. I think they're in a good spot. I would raise the other legendaries up to them. Legendary, you know, the linear, the linear fusions and the the rocket launchers and stuff should be raised. I think swords just need to be put into the energy slot. El Pinto Loco. You think glass needles should come back? Currently, bad rolls and exotics. Some bills, yeah, they do. They, I'm not reading the whole question because glass needles does need to come back, hundred percent. Put it in Zer's inventory, make it costly, let me re-roll exotics. Cat, I've been away from the game for two months, so sorry if this has been addressed. Do you think Shadowkeep will reunite the Vanguard back the way it's been before Cade's death? I have no idea, because, you know, Aldrin's been rumored at being the new hunter. That seems odd to me, but if it's going to happen, I would think they would do it in Shadowkeep. That's a long time to just leave us in limbo. Like, big DLC Forsaken shatters the, the Vanguard. Big DLC Shadowkeep, we have to unify. And we justify working with Aldrin because the threat on the moon is so real. You know, something like that. Big huge. Do you think Vex invasions are going to be... Oh, what do you think they're going to be? Bungie seems to have an idea of an ever-changing world, how Dreaming City is. Probably like a mixture of like the, the roaming wolves and House of Wolves with like what happened on Dreaming City. So there could be like daily and weekly things that we could like take advantage of. I'm not actually sure. Sasano. Oh, whoops. Sasano. If you had the opportunity to influence D2... Or maybe you meant to say D3. What would be your ideal loot system? More perks, more drops. More perks, more drops. So if there are six active perks on a gun, and I'm getting a ton of those guns and a great turnover rate, I think that's more addicting and more fun. Obviously, that's some of my bias and preference coming through. But I think loot explosions and lots of perk combinations is the best because then your gun even though it's your god roll and somebody else's god roll could be somewhat different, slightly different you know, there's a lot of things going on there that could keep the guns different from each other and then if the generosity is really really high, then then you you bolster that that perk diversity and perk depth because you're getting lots of loot. If generosity's low and you add a bunch of perk diversity and perk depth, you're going to exhaust the player and they're going to settle for a decent weapon instead of the god roll that they they want. Commander Tyke, do you think masterwork weapons should have an additional mod slot or perk slot? Don't really have an opinion on that. Uh, yes, I'm late. Do you think Bungie should just made a perk that gives you not powerful duplicate work every time? Because your proposition about three chests at the end of the Menagerie run would conflict with three powerful rewards you get every week. I mean, you can use only one rune combination. I wouldn't want three powerful items in the same weapon armor slot. You're not even acknowledging how the, how the system works, my man. As soon as you open up the chest, it resets your chalice. So you would open up the chest, it resets your chalice, slot some runes, open up chest number two, and it resets your chalice. Where, when, 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 when have you ever opened one chest and all the chest opens? Like there would be three individual chests, three individual slots. You would, you'd, you'd, you'd slot the runes three different times. Mind creation crew. Do you think Bungie should get rid of the one person dies during the boss triumph if you die? Uh, I think Bungie should get rid of if one person dies during the boss triumph two if you die what the frick are you even asking if you're asking should you still get a flawless if someone dies I don't know how you define flawless but that ain't it Thrally what would you like if each activity had its own perk so menagerie guns don't feel like reckoning in black armory guns we had it with seraph rounds on the Icolos. um I don't know. I mean, intrinsic perks for the activity might be better. It might be better. 
So then your god roll hand cannon from the menagerie is still a god roll, but maybe it's a little bit stronger in menagerie. I'd be okay with that. I don't want to be like, oh, you can only get that perk on those guns from that activity. Maybe I do like that idea. I don't know. I think either way works. Loyal, what could be done about the runes and the chalice? How, uh... What would be able to use them all? Well, I mean, obviously, I think a conversion rate on the on the on the runes with with Werner would be a nice change too. Because if you have a bunch of runes you have no interest in, if you have fifty of the, of a purple rune you're never going to use, exchanging that for you know five to one or something like that would be a good exchange rate. Evil the Wobbler, I agree. More perks is needed, but what could they add so far as good perks? I would hate to see so much new garbage perks. I mean, I'm not going to go into a list of perks they could add. Uh, mine creation crew this is more tribute hall base but I wish they put guardian tribute to test weapons in pvp cool not a question night sniper would titans be better if every time they drop the shield it grants an overshield for other people I don't know I, I don't get down into the minutia of like these little micro suggestions I think at, 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 as I said before go to the 27 attunements go to the attunements that are underrepresented and make them stronger and then give them an exotic as a capstone the way that Lunafaction capstones on Well of Radiance Well of Radiance is strong Lunafaction capstones it Charles Edward Cheese what if the gunsmith had weekly milestones that had their own pool of really strong mods that could drop like a mod that could add Desperado on a pulse yeah I, I don't know if you want to go too far with this and pull a perk from a pinnacle weapon and make it a mod that seems a maybe a um a, a, a little extreme maybe a little extreme but I kind of like where your head's at like there could be some really cool mods or something that you can get from the gunsmith for doing his his weekly milestone something like that give him his own little world of loot that influences the game that's not the same as the others uh, or you could give him the Ada style bounties that are specific and you could say Maybe there's mods that are specific to hand cannon, and that week his bounty spits out random mods for hand cannons. And you just keep grinding that that bounty over and over and over again, and it just keeps spitting out mods for hand cannons. Something like that. But putting a pinnacle perk in there, I think, would be a bit much. I would like Desperado to return to the game. I don't think people who own Redricks would care. But if Desperado returns to the game, it should be on, like, a curated version of a raid weapon. Because that's what I think they should do. They should take unique perks and throw them on curated raid weapons. Because that would be, like, a version of that weapon from the raid that is considered, like, pinnacle. Because raid weapons aren't good enough right now. You think more sets of armor or set bonuses? Certain activities game at prime set bonuses are only going to work with a loadout system. It should only it it, it should only go it, it only doesn't work with a loadout system. Last question: Should test weapons come back? I would love to do some test weapons with you know uh, the gunsmith. I think it'd be cool to week to week to week. He could be like, we're testing Amalon weapons this week, and then if you do enough of those test weapons, maybe it spits out a random Amalon weapon, and then you do it again and again and again and again. Stuff like that, I think, would be really really cool. Um, because that would add that other that other sort of loot economy to him that'd be really really fun but I'm not going to keep taking the questions because people are just really really hitting it hard now because they know there's no queue I want to make sure these don't go too long because I am doing stream stop alongside of SNTR each day so I don't want to go too long so I can have my lunch and we can pivot to stream stop so if you're here live right now we're going to do another talk and another Q&A it's a different segment called stream stop it's about streaming it's really really a good time we switch directories it's just more radio show for you if you're 
you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live, twitch.tv slash say no to rage. If you're here live right now, click that follow button. That's a free way to support me. If you're watching on the other places, please like, share, and subscribe.